Welcome to another episode of Urgent Care. I'm one of your hosts, Joel Kim Booster. Wildly, there is a second host. What's your name, second host? <laughs> Mitra Johari. The way you change it up every week is so inspiring <laughs> to me. You never let it get old. You always think of some sort of meandering way to get to your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to keep things fresh. I like to keep things fresh, you know, keep this relationship between us alive. Um, y'all, this is an advice podcast. Um, we are here to help you. We take calls. We take emails. We take um, text messages. If you have our phone numbers, which many of you don't. Yeah, um, I would say most of you don't, and that's okay, because really, I don't think a lot of our friends listen, but I... No. <laughs> But I found out a couple other friends from Ohio listen. So oh, good. Hi, it's, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is shocking um, how supportive we are as friends. We listen to all of our friends' podcasts, every single one of them. And mm-hmm. anytime they guest on a podcast, um, I listen. <laughs> and you really do listen us. to a lot of podcasts. I do. I am a podcast head. I'm an old school podcast head. I am less of a podcast head so <laughs> but you really do you are incredible i i credit and i've said this on other podcasts before because i am such a podcast head but i credit earwolf with with sort of my comedy career in a, in a weird sense because when i was dirt poor living in chicago fresh out of college and i couldn't afford any f- other forms of entertainment um this was sort of before the streaming revolution as we know it uh i listened to podcasts and specifically i remember listening to how did this get made and other earwolf podcasts and being like i want to do comedy because of them so i never knew we, that i really have earwolf to thank for this glorious, um, robust career of mine. Mitra, how the hell are you? Um, I'm pretty good. Uh, I, uh, what's new? Um, I once again have decided to recommit myself to exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous. Um, still doing the artist way on week two now. Um, now, now starting to really resent it, which, which I understand <laughs> is part of it, um, but really kind of, kind of already over it. Okay, <laughs> Other than that, um, not much to report for me. I'm, I'm like, okay. It's um, really, it's really tough listeners um, because uh, speaking of being podcast heads, Mitra and I were both guests on this week's episode of Las Culturistas. Yes. So we have really have nothing to say to each other. We've um, sort of at burned all. through most We've burned of it. through a lot of our material. And Should I we tell like them about like, the hat? I, I was actually opening my mind. I was I was saying we I know that we like will be sort of double dipping, but I do Joel revealed that he got me the funniest, <laughs> best Christmas present imaginable, which is and embellished by Robin Dixon baseball cap <laughs> from Real Housewives of Potomac. And so 
So for those of you who do not watch the show, just a quick catch up is that uh, Robin Dixon, one of the cast members of Real House of Potomac, uh, is, owes approximately $100,000 in back taxes. And in order to address this, she forms a hat company of some of the ugliest of the hats. ugliest hats you could you ever will ever imagine. see in your life. They're so fucking bad. Abominations. And then, Joel, what happened with this hat? Well, I ordered it. I want to say... I can't remember when I ordered it. It was like either October or November when I ordered it. It was right around when the hats were revealed to us on the show. And I thought immediately, (laughs) I have to get Mitra one of these hats. It'll be so funny. She will wear it. Um, It'll it'll be like such a dear, thoughtful gift. And then I recently received an email from Robin Dixon. I'm not sure if it's really her or it was just signed by her, but um, she cannot fulfill my order. (laughs) Or at at least at this time, I might get it back. It was really confusing whether or not I was getting my money back or whether it was just a delay in fulfillment of the hat. So (laughs) your guess is as good as mine. I might pop up one one of these days when the pandemic is over with a hat. But if you watch Potomac, you know that this is actually the perfect conclusion to this story. (laughs) (laughs) Because we watched on Potomac as her... Her sons, who are, what, eight, nine, fulfilled the orders. Children. (laughs) And we're watching him, them sort of like haphazardly put the hats in the in the packaging and, yeah. and wondering and so this you know, will really, they get there? it really makes sense <laughs> it really makes sense ultimately that i was not able to follow she was not able to follow through with you did hat. perfect yeah <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong you did everything right <laughs> well i think that like she just forgot to put sold out up on the website because now the website says sold out but when i went on it didn't say sold out on any of the stock so I think that she just forgot to update the website. And well, I'm sure she sold enough embellished hats to pay a hundred thousand dollars back. <laughs> I hope so. I hope the best for her. Oh, how um, are you? I'm doing okay. I've sort of, you know, settled into the Malay this this quarter's Malays. You know, like we. It's it's strange that there are different phases of the pandemic, and it is strange that now it feels like the the phases of the pandemic have been most of my life. Um, but I've sort of settled into it. You know what I figured out about um, not feeling f- really funny or as vivacious as I once did um, is that things don't remind me of other things anymore. And that was a real cornerstone of my comedy. Like, I just ah. like, I don't look at something and say that reminds me of another thing. And that that's a real, like a, a that great, is the bedrock of stand-up comedy is saying something is like something else. And I just don't have it in me anymore. Or going Nothing out and saying, me. N- um, me eat garbage if you're me. <laughs> <laughs> a classic Mitra Johari stand-up bit. Not, not. Me eat garbage. I mean, I, honestly, who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> if you've ever, you, I'm sure you've spoken those words. Maybe not in that sequence. Maybe not in those in that order, but you've definitely said those words on stage. Uh, there before. was going to be um, a, we ended up cutting it, but there was like, there was going to be a through line through all of season one of three busy Debras that my character is like addicted to garbage and is obsessed with it. <laughs> oh, the things on the cutting room floor of the Debras writer's room. I just can only imagine how disgusting it got. Yeah. There was a, the, 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 I think the most disgusting one was, um, I have tits in my ass was what ended up being the joke is that I give myself fake tits on my ass. But what it was originally, which I, th- I think I just told you the other day was that it was, uh, I fill my tits up with icing and they rot. <laughs> <laughs> and they rot. <laughs> which and we were told we could not do that. <laughs> oh, 
to hear no to rotting tits, that's a filled real... Filled with icing. Filled with icing. Filled <laughs> with icing. In, like a baker. <laughs> yeah, like an ep- like truly... In- and this was b- before your obsession with botched, I want to say, too. So you before had no my obsession idea. with botched and Bake Off. So yeah, I really... So- it, but I, I guess the seeds were there for me to obsess with yeah. those shows. <laughs> <laughs> it was always inside of you. It was just waiting to be unlocked. You watched this season of Bake Off, right? Yeah, I did. We talked about it. I don't right? think we have. How did you feel? Like, did you, um, I, like, Ermine should have won. We, we yes. This. I mean, uh, just a quick rundown on my thoughts. I tweeted the, the, some thoughts, some scattered thoughts about it, but um, I thought that this was sort of as it, as grading on the curve of Bake Off, which is delightful, I thought this was a pretty bad season. And I think it is because um, they didn't have that those five days in between episodes, in between shooting, to practice their bakes. Oh, did um, they all do it in a row? So, no. So it was two days on, two days off. That's oh. what I read about the, the Bake Off bubble. So they were allowed to practice on those two days off, like in the tent, um, with little partitions up so that nobody could watch what other people were doing. But I just think that those three days obviously made all the difference for a lot of those people. Because it didn't yeah. it seem like they all kind of sucked a little bit? Well, like every they were- challenge was so hard. But I also think, like, it feels like the challenges are crueler as time goes on. Like, this is the first season that I watched and I've been going back and watching earlier seasons. That and it feels not. like... With this season, they were like, you're doing eight eight layers. They're all different things. You have 45 minutes. And yeah. like the original one, it's like, you're doing one cupcake. Go. Yeah. You have five one hours. One big pretzel, <laughs> you know, and that's it. That's the showstopper. Yeah, like the, like the cruelty of yeah. this season. Well, and quite frankly, I think, uh, and I said this online, it was irresponsible of them to put Laura in the finale. It was, it was not, irresponsible. Okay. <laughs> it was not okay to, to do that to her, I'm saying, because she clearly week after week struggled and was only skated by by being sort of just the not worst week to week which is a flaw i think in the bake-off um elimination system um but to put her in the finale it was really just setting her up to fail you know the pressure she she clearly couldn't handle the pressure and i think um there was was no question that she was not like there's no way she was gonna win (laughs) i would i would have I would have done something really bad. <laughs> if she had one. Um, well, it was never a question and it was embarrassing. I think for her that they had to really twist this narrative after her disastrous first bake to ch- sort of make it seem like, well, maybe she could come up if she does really well. And then they had to really, and then they, they eventually gave up and were sort of like, no, so this between is between these two yeah. guys. <laughs> so, and I also, I will say I'm an originalist in that I believe Mel and Sue were the only good hosts for that show. I I sort of was fine with Sandy and Noel, but I really don't like the the chemistry between Noel and Matt Lucas. Well, it I feels don't like they like kind it. of are trying to do the same thing. Yes, that's what I'm saying is that with Sandy and Noel, Noel is the clown and Sandy was the straight man. Yeah. And then with Matt and Noel, it was like they were fighting to be the clown amongst themselves. And oftentimes Noel would acquiesce and become the straight man and you don't want to see it. You don't want no, to see I, it from Noel. I like earlier seasons watching him sort of like vaguely flirt with every single person. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Sandy just like crying. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed them. I liked the the original two the most as well. But I, I didn't have a problem with Sandy and Noel. And Noel and Matt, I was Matt, right? Yeah. 
I was irritated the whole time. I was um, very irritated with them. And and it's and it's 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 wild because like I did like when Matt Lucas was like, I'm gay very, very early on. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed like I wanted to root for him from that point forward, obviously, as a family member, but I just couldn't <laughs> get behind him. I couldn't get behind it at all. Um I didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. I was fine um, with Peter winning. Yeah, I think Peter, it's a good narrative too, youngest winner. Um, he did well throughout. I, I mean, Dave too. I can't believe Dave made it to the finals. Like, what a blank slate of a person. Um, just there's no there there to speak of. <laughs> um, there's just really nothing to talk about with Dave. He I was simultaneously nice. watching the season with Louis, um, the the contestant who died. Yes, and I was yeah. watching it as I was going, and I didn't know that he had died. I hadn't. <laughs> so I didn't know he had passed either until the I, end of this season. Yeah, and I and I was like midway through his season. Wow, because I was watching it in between new episodes of the most recent season, and I immediately started crying because yeah. I had become so attached to him during that period of time. <laughs> I made the mistake of watching the naughtiest season on a plane. Do you remember, do you know what season I'm talking? I've not about? seen it. I've only seen. Oh my god, seasons. it's the best one. I will say it is the best season, I think. And it's the peak season for me. <gasps> okay, um, I'll do that next. But when the winner is announced, Mary Berry cries. <gasps> and you cry. with, And to see Mary Berry tear up, it's like, it's a lot. It's, re- it's really a lot to experience. Wow, we really milk. We re- what, what were we doing talking about anything else but Bake Off this entire time? <laughs> <laughs> it's so soothing because I, I get... I, I never watched it, but then I started after watching Pottery Throwdown and realizing it was like the same companies. Wow, you had a really backwards journey with these shows. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would say a lot of people. It's, the reverse is true. Yeah, I just am not like a baking show person. I thought, and then got the same soothing quality out of it. But I, yeah, it is nice. I wouldn't. I would not have ended up there. I'd never had any like desire to watch it. But I, the whole Left by uh, Throwdown, I filled with Bake Off. Mm. Which, yeah, I guess is backwards. Sad. Backwards. All right. Well, we should probably dive in because we've got quite an episode. We've got quite a long episode. To, a lot of a lot of updates this week. Um, first one is an email. I'll read it because I read a little bit faster than you, and we just don't have time for your hooked on phonics this well, week. Well, the time it took for you to insult me uh, probably covered the amount of time. <laughs> okay. <it> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> It's Bay Jealousy again. I just wanted to say that unfortunately few things have given me as much confidence as Joel pointing out that I must be hot since gay men are terrible and also that my Bay and I are now engaged. Yay! Woo! Congratulations. You both made me feel very understood and listened to and I laughed so much during the segment. Thank you so much. P.S. Here's a pic of us right after getting engaged. I'm the one the one where I'm feeling good about how I look. Um, the picture is very cute and I was <laughs> correct. It is not a mismatch at all. Um, I think you guys look like such a beautiful couple and I can't wait to come to your wedding. We are invited. Yeah. And, um, well, you know, this is our sort of the first engagement that we're responsible for, uh, the, that urgent care is directly responsible for. We all know that this wouldn't have happened without us. So <laughs> I think an invite, I think, you know, uh, a couple of plates of food, some hors d'oeuvres at the cocktail hour, that's the least you could do. At least um, let us sing. Yeah, just <laughs> sing. That's all we ever want to do. Um, now we have um, a quick. Um, this is another update from Cocturnal Animals, who from is Cocturnal the person who Animals. is horny during the day but yes. is too tired to fuck at night. Yes. 
Hi, this is Cocturnal Animals calling with an update. First of all, um, if you had read the subject of my email, you would have gotten my gender. It said yet another bisexual woman asking for advice or something along those lines. Um, but that's okay. Anyway, wanted to give you an update. All of those amazing options, sex in the morning, sex during the day, sex at night with caffeine and or testosterone. I've considered them and I appreciate you weighing in. But, um, yeah, they, uh, we're still figuring it out. The daytime one in the middle of the work day seems like the best option. Okay. Um, neither of you can sit on my face. Just kidding. Both can. Bye. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad that of the three options that were your true only options, one of them worked. Um, <laughs> and we read the subject of the email we forgot and well, we just never, ever, ever stand corrected by never. someone who writes in. <laughs> never, 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 ever, ever. Um, okay. Unless, and of now course, we, we were wrong. In this case, we just weren't thorough. Yeah. <laughs> we just, the things. way that we upload them into the Google Doc, you guys don't need to know the ins and outs of how we do this show, but... You would hate the way we do this. You would, you would hate, hate the way it. we do it. You would and hate we simply, it. <laughs> we simply don't include the, the subjects to your emails. A little shocker. It's I not part you, of it. Yeah, it's not we're part in a of our rush. process. We are we're in a rush. We don't care about this show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have finally a little bit of a second opinion. This is um, about um, oh god, what did we name the hat person? Oh, uh, Jack. It was a Jack Sparrow name. Um, oh, Jack god. Shallow. I think it was. <laughs> uh, we could sad. be wrong. <laughs> We could be wrong. I might have just made that up. Um, but this was about the gentleman who, um, whose friend was wearing an embarrassing hat, and he wanted to know how to get his friend to stop wearing the hat. Um, and Mitra, um, why don't you read this one? Thank you. It is one of my favorite uh, questions we've ever gotten in the history of the show. Hi, Queens. I heard your advice to this caller about stealing their friend's stupid hat, and I had to write in because that happened to me, and I don't recommend it. I had a pair of ear warmers that wrap around the back of your head, pick if you're curious, that I would wear as we walked through the cold from my friend's house to the club. Then when we walked in, I'd take them off and keep them in my pocket, but, but he hated them and told me all the time how embarrassed he was to be with me when I was wearing them. Then one day, they disappeared mysteriously, and I knew he took them. Even though he denied it, I was mad at him for a while. So from experience, I say shy away from theft as a solution to your problem. Although he did eventually get me a new pair as a gift, which was really nice, even though he maintains that he didn't take them. Thanks. Love you. Um, okay. So I guess don't steal them. I, I have to say I'm familiar with the wraparound earmuffs and I don't find them to be that embarrassing, although they do scream a certain type of guy to me. Yeah, it's very like um, cargo pants, mm -hmm. um, which is fine. I have cargo pants, which I guess means they're probably not fine if I have them. <laughs> no, it's no fine. cargo pants are I back in a big way. Um, <laughs> All of the stuff that I've been mocked relentlessly for wearing for years because they are ugly is now fashion. And uh, yeah. that, that feels so good. Um, also... What if they just fell out of your pocket at, quote, the club? The club, <laughs> yeah. They're pretty bulky. I would say it's pretty easy to fall out of the pocket. But I think you should forgive your friend. I think so, all. too. I know you're not asking for advice, but our advice is forgive your friend. Forgive your friend. <laughs> okay. Um, that's all the updates and second opinions we have this week. Um, if Again, you guys 
um, have an update or a second opinion you'd like to share with us, you can give us a call at 323-334-0371 or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Um, you know what we need? What? A soundboard. Sound effects. That's what we need. <laughs> well, I just got my mic stand, so we have to be careful. We're like, maybe yeah, asking. we can't ask for too much. We can't ask for too much. But just putting it out into the ether, I think our podcast could really get judged a little bit with some sound effects. I think you would have to be in charge of the sound effects because I would not have any self control. Yeah. It would I'd... just be like the Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah, like just <laughs> superimposed a few times. Oh my god, we could really pop off with a sound. Your effect. your laugh. <laughs> insert it uh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself oh my oh god my Chelsea. god. Chelsea Chelsea coming through the soundboard we Chelsea didn't even iconic. know we didn't even know this was an option you actually oh. Chelsea you need to keep doing that you need to do that especially anytime you hate a, a name you need to do that to us. And, or if we're like, you know, we're taking too long on a piece of advice and we're sort of circling the drain, <laughs> really anything. Feel free to insert. That's anything. actually perfect because we would do, we would misuse the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I trust Chelsea can do whatever she wants. The yeah. Board. This is sort of a de- designated survivor sort of thing. Um, oh my God. <laughs> where Chelsea is in control of the board because. If we, I, I don't know. See, this is I. Things remi- don't remind me of other things anymore. Well, it's like how um, some people are afraid to drive because they feel like they're yes. gonna, like they'll they'll drive off a bridge or something or like that's kill exactly. themselves behind the yeah. wheel of a car. Like and that's what, <laughs> and and five, us yeah. in control of a soundboard is that driving would drive this podcast right off a cliff. Um, so, <laughs> all right, let's think about that reality for a few minutes, and we'll be back with your calls and emails. And we're back for more. <laughs> um, let's just dive right in. We've belabored the point of this podcast enough, I think. Wow, drag us today, Joel. <laughs> I just think we could do better. That's all. I, I know that I'm not capable of more, but I'm okay. excited for you. <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> and I, as always, am giving it 20%. So... <laughs> Uh, We have an email. I can read this. I can read two things in a row. After Joel insulted me. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel, love you both equal. Both of you can and should sit on my face. A a twist on the forum I like. Because of COVID, I'm... Oh, because I'm not... Because of COVID, I'm not going home to Ohio for Christmas. Is this one of Mitra's high school friends? (laughs) I think the one person I know who has this name that lives in Ohio would never, ever support anything that I did. (laughs) Because of COVID, I'm not going home to Ohio for Christmas for the first time since 2014, and my mom is obviously very sad. Her birthday is two days before Christmas, so I think it's extra hard for her that neither of her kids will be home for the holidays. I was wondering what my husband, Bragg, and I can do to make this season special for her. This is usually her favorite time of year, but this year she didn't even decorate her house, which bums me out. Important context that might influence the answer, my mom is extremely visually impaired slash essentially blind, so suggestions that rely on visuals might not be great. Thank you for your messy wisdom. Okay. So diving right in, we've got sort of he's a gay man, so mm-hmm. we know that. He was he gave us his pronouns, which is he him. Um and we we've got a mom situation. I saw mommy's kissing Santa Claus vibes. Mm-hmm. Um 
oh, but that actually feels disrespectful, knowing what we do know about his mother. So I take that back. We're not going in that direction. Um, um okay. What are other <laughs> the Christmassy things? Mariah Carey, um, Christmas on the Square, Oh Holy Night. Um Here's the thing. I think the problem with this one is that we're we're it's too broad. We Christmas is there's so much to choose from, you know. We got we got to narrow it down. I think to mom related stuff. He's a son, mm-hmm. um, sort of like baby Jesus, right? Okay, baby Jesus, baby Jesus, great. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Sad, 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 sad. <laughs> I'm so scared for all the emails we're gonna get of people with good Christmas names. I know. Okay, don't we'll send them to we us. We have we have time. We have time. We have time to come please, up with a better Christmas. Please, one. nobody send the better name that you think. Yeah, it'll just bum us out, it, and it, that's not. It, it the won't reason be fun. For it won't be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so baby, okay. he's us. Um, I think this the answer is very clear, Mitra. Yes. And I think that's you record a Christmas album. Mine was very similar to that, actually. My we got my grandma, and obviously this doesn't work for this person's mom, but we got my grandma one of those, um, like, uh, you get you you update a, a digital photo out a digital photo frame, mm-hmm. and and she all she has to do is plug it in, and she has it next to where she sits during the day, and we can add new photos and constantly. Okay, but again, it. she's visually impaired. Well, so. I was gonna say, uh, like putting together like uh just a just a bunch of like voicemails and stuff from people who love her that she can listen to yeah this is coming out so it's too late to do a full real advent calendar but maybe sort of a 12 days of christmas vibe like 12 Mm -hmm. different voice messages yeah different songs um it would be cute i don't know what your mom's tech capability is. I mean, there's definitely options. You've got Bandcamp. You, it's pretty easy to upload stuff onto. Um, or you could you could go real old school and find a way to record it on a cassette tape and make her an, a good old fashioned Twelve Days of Christmas mixtape. I think it'd be really cute. Like whatever. Like just find find as many people as you can get. Just make the prompt really easy. Just be like, record something for me on your iPhone. Send it to me by this date, and then like. I would, and you could even like intersplice it with Christmas songs too. So it feels mm-hmm. really festive. Like just spend like an hour editing all this stuff together in a way that feels like your mom won't be stressed out trying to figure yeah. out how to experience this and send that. 12 days of Christmas, 12 Christmas memories that you have of <gasps> you and your mom Cute. Um, of Christmas's past, you know, a that sweet- sounds a sweet audio experience for your mom to enjoy. Yeah. I think would be really special and appreciated. And, and just I to think, hear your voice, I think. And I think um sending like a little a little treat, like find a cute um local plate bakery that has like a cute dessert your mom loves and send it. I think just sending like and like not just on Christmas too. Like finding finding like little little like without like breaking the bank, but if you can like send like a couple little thoughtful things that maybe fill out a week or two around that time so she feels thought of yeah. and I involve people that know her and care about her i feel like you know people 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 want a task right now anyway <laughs> like we're mm-hmm. like we have i have nothing but time so yeah. <laughs> like i like i will you you could even have people like if people don't know how to do that or don't want to do that be like send me a letter and i'll read it or something whatever it is you can mm-hmm. you can make it work um and it'll make her feel Loved. All special. Can I tell you something really fucked up that my parents did to me on Christmas when I was in college once? Okay. <laughs> they sent me an ice wreath. 
A what? An ice reef. Wreath. What is that? It's a wreath of frozen water with sticks and berries in it that's really decorated pretty and you're supposed to put it on your door. Um, but I was in college and a dorm. So <laughs> it was a really impractical, <laughs> stupid gift. Uh, <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> really, bad. really, really bad. Um, didn't last did not last um it was such is uh, truly the worst um christmas gift i've ever received from my parents <laughs> like just a regular wreath and it would have been fine <laughs> that's yeah. iconically horrible i, I my, i'm sure they got scammed into like someone came to the house and and was selling them or something i'm sure out of a catalog and my mom got scammed into it but it's like not even the thought that counts they put yeah, no really. thought into that no, no thought was put into the well, if one the, thought was put into the it, practicality of me dorm. living in a dorm room <laughs> and where i would put an ice wreath um, really that's stupid. a gift you really get for someone yeah. that you're trying to upset <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they hate me um Incredible. Okay. um we've got a voicemail now wreath. um chelsea Chelsea Claus, please reach into your bag and bring out this voicemail. Hi, Urgent Care friends. I can't put one of you first. I just can't do it. So I need some help because I love Big Mouth. I'm so excited to watch this new season. And Mitra, I'm so excited that you both wrote and are a voice on the show this season. That's so awesome. I'm so excited to watch the episodes that you wrote. (laughs) So my issue is that I'm having a really rough time with my mental health lately. And I have really bad anxiety and depression. And from the marketing for the show, it looks like Tito the Anxiety Mosquito is a big part of this season. And some of the marketing using Tito has actually been kind of triggering for me. Um, I know it's stupid, but I'm just in a really bad place right now. So I want to know if you guys think I will be able to watch this new season without being triggered too much. Thank you so much. I love you both. And I love the show. Um, also, my pronouns are she, her. And um, I feel like I must tell you that, yes, I am bisexual. <laughs> yes! <Bye>. Yes! <laughs> I wish our Spotify unwrapped would include that sort of metric of like, and 50,000% of your listeners are bisexual women. Uh, (laughs) We have, yeah, 50,000 bisexual women listening to the podcast, 10 gay men and one straight man. (laughs) One straight father who does not want to call his his children's grandmother Mima. Um, Okay, so this is an idea. It seems a little lazy, but by mouth? Seems a little. <laughs> <laughs> but of course. <laughs> but of course. But oh of course. Oh my god. So first of all, I want to say that this felt I wasn't sure if we should put this one in or not because it feels a little self-indulgent to be promoting um the show that we both work on. Um Yes, we both work on it. I have one line in this season. I say fries for the table, okay? <laughs> my name in the credits for that thank you do not erase me from this narrative um but i i i really wanted to answer this one be in part not just because i wanted more eyes on the season but i have to say as the listeners know i've really been struggling with my mental disease this year um throughout the pandemic and i even though i 
was in the room for this season and contributed to this season, I was really surprised at how comforting I found it to watch it sort of all in one sitting almost. Um, and how like I'm how much I, I you know, even though it's about like sort of adolescent issues, mm-hmm. I really found it sort of comforting and and um cathartic to watch and yeah. sort of experience and deal with some of my process some of my emotions through the amazing work that we created. <laughs> <laughs> I would say um if if that's something you're worried about like you can always of course wait until you feel like you're in a better state of mind but I I think often people are watching this all in one sitting like Joel said and I think if you watch it that way you will experience a nice sort of resolution to that and I think like the way that the show talks about it um I relate to and I I hope that it feels good but it but I'll say also it talks about a lot of other stuff. It's not just a season about yeah. ang- anxiety. So like there will be scenes about it, but right. then there will but be scenes about But there's talking shit. Things. There's talking penises. There's, you know, there's, there's all fingering. Sorts. There's yeah. blowjobs. Not blowjobs. Hand <laughs> Sorry, jobs. Hand jobs. Yeah. Oh my God. Rude. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of other stuff. Um, there's dealing with identity, all kinds of stuff. So um, I don't know. I, I feel like it it talks about it in a way that, could potentially be relatable and bring some catharsis. So, yeah. um, but and I get it though, I get it. But I, I really saw myself in a in a in a fresh new way. I think because of the pandemic depression of it all, and mm-hmm. um, it was helpful in a sense. I think um, I feel totally changed um, by the work <laughs> that I helped create. Um, so yeah, we got to move on from this one. I feel bad. Mm-hmm even do, talking about this 30 I don't want this to become a 15 minute long plug for Big Mouth but it's an incredible show check it out um <laughs> and if you like the character Bahar in episode 1 <laughs> if you think she's gorgeous let me know and don't let me know anything else <laughs> um perfect okay um we've got another voicemail oh I think we I think the rest of the show is voicemails babe I, I don't know. think we have to read I don't think we have to read a single stitch of email again for the rest of the episode. So, Chelsea, please play that voicemail. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Um, so, I've been out as queer for probably, like, I don't know, seven, eight years now. And um, I'm a part of this friend group from my high school. It's, like, the only two people that I hang out with, with from my high school I'm still friends with. Um me being Major the queer one, me being the queer, uh, and then uh, this het guy and this het lady. Um, recently, the other guy in my group came out as gay, um, and he was kind of the he, he was the person he was he's like very feminine. He's always been very feminine. Um, I don't know if that really fucking makes a difference, but, um, yeah, the the reason why I'm calling is because he came out and he's like, Hey, I'm gay. I'm like really fucking proud about it. And I have a boyfriend now. And I feel like really happy that he's living his truth, but also I'm feeling very jealous because 
I've had issues with just like representing my queerness with my friends, um, or at least that particular friend group. But this, this, you know, this friend is like so out and proud and it kind of makes me feel like, um, kind of a queer wimp. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything, any advice you have about like, just like how to, navigate this friend group and how to support my friend without showing my jealous feelings. Should I destroy him? <laughs> um, yeah, I should have written this down. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Um, so we've got a slow talker. Um, first observation. Um, <laughs> but a very soothing beautiful voice. Beautiful really, yeah, One of my favorite voice. voices we've had. I really, but I was sort of Floating in the sea, yeah. <laughs> nice and slow and nice and deep. <laughs> yeah, I want him to record some meditation tapes for me. Um, oh my god! So yeah. this is a sort of a classic Will and Grace um, subplot, <laughs> B plot. Um, so we can start from there. I do have an idea, but I want to give you a shot. No, what is it? <laughs> Will and Grace. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> if I give you a shot, I mean, pray you have something better. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> These have all been terrible. <laughs> um, okay. All right. All right, Mitra, would you like to speak to this man's queer identity and experience? <laughs> you first. <laughs> <laughs> no, by, by all means, after you. No. Um, I think this is, I mean, you can scan a lot of different things on top of this. This is like really difficult when you have something that is quote-unquote your thing and then someone else in the friend group sort of steps up and is like it's also my thing like this is like some deep-seated like sibling rivalry Mm -hmm. like um carn like uh instinctual sort of um bullshit that you're going through right now and i completely understand it and i find that it is sort of an if you build it they will come sort of situation, which is if you support him, it will turn into a real emotion. Like I have found when like some of the best ways I've found to conquer my jealousy is just to be so, so supportive in in a way that is like maybe not over the top, but just like really practicing um, being this like open out and loud and public support in a way that has sort of reverse engineered my feelings into becoming real. In a, well, in it's a that really thing of like dark way. if you if you smile, yeah. <laughs> it'll like help convince your body your that mood. you're happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally feel that way because I mean, jealousy is you know not something I personally do. <laughs> but, <laughs> jealousy is a disease to which I say get well soon. <laughs> to which I say okay, <laughs> um, but I also think that part of it is it being a high school group because yeah. it's so hard. Like with any, with any group of friends, it's like, I'm the blank friend. I'm the quiet friend. And your friend has had an experience or made a discovery about themselves that allows them to change which friend they are in the group and allows them to like, like change their identity within the group. And yeah. he was the femme het guy for so long. And now he's the femme gay guy. 
and and that's, that and like that's there's a freedom in that and there's like a, a change of what the dynamic is and it like it's an opportunity because it's like I think a hard thing is when when you've been friends with someone for so long and you feel like oh I'm kind of different around this person I think it's because like you fall into these patterns like oh all am I all of the sudden gonna be the outgoing friend like this they mm-hmm. only know me as the shy friend like I and that's difficult. I feel like I'll, I'll have things like that with like with my family even where like the other day I was like in a really bad mood. And then I, I was like, I could just not be acting like a bitch. But then I was like, but I'm, I've already committed to acting like a bitch. So I could just keep <laughs> being a bitch. It'll be so weird if I'm just suddenly nice. <laughs> and I think that's a hard feeling. But I, I think like you're allowed to if, if, if it's a matter of wanting to also be that way, you can. Yeah. You like you outvote you. You are now of a, a, a predominantly gay friend group. Um, congratulations. And, yes, congratulations. <laughs> um, Just like so our listeners. You're sort of, it's a very much like I'm the captain now. Uh, <laughs> you're <laughs> steering the boat. Um, and so you guys are in control. I also like the, the, the one question I have, you sort of touched on it in your call, but you were like, at least with this friend group, you feel like you're not able to represent your queerness around your friends. And I wonder, like, are you like a, a pride parade guy? Like, with your other friends because if not i think like don't put a pressure on yourself just because like there are people with varying degrees of pride okay um not everybody has the same level of pride and that's okay and it doesn't diminish your queerness at all if you're not marching at the front of the parade next to kylie uh, minogue okay um <laughs> it just doesn't but i think matter. also though like you if it's a if you were feeling insecure about like people's comfort with your pride now you're seeing that this is possible yeah. within this friend group so either way you can see now that there is space for that if you want to do that but mm-hmm. you don't have to either like this person expressing who they are is going to look very different from how you do because you're different people and yeah. like you also have been out longer so like that you're just going to have a different experience in, in this group but i think don't underestimate like the power of like these these pre-existing dynamics and like how hard it can be to bust out of them but also that like it probably won't be a very big deal if you do decide to do that exactly exactly and you could always destroy him you could always burn him up from the inside out you could say he's lying yeah (laughs) he is lying (laughs) for attention gay for attention Which is how, you know, some people, some people build careers off that, babe. Okay. And, so and some people, we'll, we'll leave it there. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Oh, <laughs> uh, you absolute bitch. Um, so we are going to take a break while Mitra and I process our relationship through the lens of her thinking I'm gay for attention. And <laughs> Wow, you when, read into that way too much. I was just worried that one of us was going to name names. <laughs> and um, when it's we Joel. come back, we'll tackle our last two calls. And we're back, and Joel would like to admit that he is straight. Yep. <laughs> it's all been a lie. Mitra and I have kissed before, and it, that did, is true. it, it did unlock something really deep inside of me. We've kissed um, twice. Yeah. We kissed once on um, search party, and we kissed once on stage. And there's, yeah. there's evidence of both. 
Yeah, and um, it's pretty hot. <laughs> it's pretty hot. I'm I'm hot and sticky. Feeling, I feel like I just ate candy. My penis feels like it just ate candy. It's so sticky. Thinking about yum. the kiss. Yum, yum, king. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you on that absolutely disgusting now. note. Yeah, we have to listen to the voice. Basically, now. ruined these gummy bears. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel, and newcomer Chelsea. I love your voicemail <laughs> message. Yes! Um, so last year, I had a roommate who I was friendly with, but she just wasn't a great roommate. Um, the living situation wasn't great. She wouldn't do the dishes, and she wasn't fab when the pandemic rolled around. Luckily, she um, did abruptly move out because she wanted to be with her cats, which her building doesn't allow. And it's been like six months now that she's lived in our apartment, and I have a new roommate who is great, and I love her. But this old roommate keeps getting her mail sent to our place, and it'll be, like, bills, professional stuff, packages, literally, like, anything. And every so often, I have to text her, like, hey, I got a little pile for you. And it's, like, 50-50 if she responds or not. And then if she does, I got to meet up with her, and it's a whole thing. And then sometimes she won't respond, and it'll be something, like, really important. Like, she's gotten multiple notices about her car's airbags being recalled, and I've tried to contact her, but she hasn't answered. And now I'm scared that she is going to die because I didn't work hard enough at getting her the recall information. So what should I do? Do I keep gathering her stuff? Do I tell her to change her address? Or do I just put, like, return to sender and everything? Thank you. Um. Wow. Okay. So sort of a, you've got mail, um, post office, post Malone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Misha, what are you thinking? No, I was trying to think of something gender related we could do with post Malone. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Packages, UPS, FedEx. um, (laughs) No, say it, say it. No, I don't want to say fed up. That's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> no, fed up. Um, uh, yeah, we we definitely can't do fed up. Um, no, we can't. Um, U.S. She is. <laughs> okay, and we've landed on it. I mean, Ryan really cut around that, but um, all just trust me, listener. There was a lot of dead air before we reached U.S. She is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we're proud of it. We're pr- we're proud of it. We stand behind it. U.S. Uh, she has returned to send her. <laughs> <laughs> and there you do- you've done it. You've closed the loop. Did it. Oh, and she's she's oh the crowd goes wild. <laughs> um. So this is wild. We actually received on the same day, like the identical que- like two people called in about this very issue of yes. ex roommates. Um, having their 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 mail um still delivered to the house and people not knowing what to do about it, and um, I uh, I just wanted you to know that we we can't play both of your calls, but this is this advice goes out to you as well, other caller who called in about this. I think maybe this voicemail was maybe just shorter, that's why we went with it. Um, but I gotta tell you, important mail has a way of finding its way back from the trash into your hands, into the hands of, of the person that it's looking for. If it's truly important, they'll find a way. 
And so yeah, I say also, throw it all out. This is her fault. Like you're contacting yeah. this person. At the most you need to do now is slap her, like do return to sender. Like you do not need to keep putting like a million keeping keeping all this person stuff. Right. It will find her. It will find her eventually. But I didn't even know return. I didn't even know you could just send put return to sender on no, on a piece of mail. <laughs> like, this is actual news to me. Like we're we're assuming that you checked in, looked into this, and it's a thing you can do. Because if it's not, like just trash it. I say. Yeah. Um, I think you can say like one final thing of like, this is a burden. I will throw this away by this date. Yep. Figure it out before then. I have contacted you a million times. Like yeah. she's looking at her phone. She's ignoring you. She needs to get her fucking mail. It's taking up space in your home that she does not pay for. Yeah. So, where are her eyes right now? Ex- but on her phone, she's mm-hmm. looking at the text messages, babe. She's at home on, on her phone with her freaking cats, her creepy ass cats. <laughs> okay. I didn't need to bring the cats into this, Mitra. I did. Cause I'm eating my gummy bears and it's making me mean. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, uh, like, bought gummy bears. <laughs> really? I feel incredible. It's, 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 this is like the, your return to sender. We didn't know it was something you could do. And now that you've, we know it's something we can do, it, it really feels frees me up. I feel like I've thrown out the person who lived in this house before me. I feel like I've thrown out their, re- their car registration like three different times because it's come so many times. Um, and I just keep throwing it out. And so um, many places also will send a paper thing and then also email a person. Email, yeah. So, so I, I especially think like I get the recall thing and why that would be concerning to you, but I bet they've emailed. I bet they've emailed. Yeah. Car stuff. I feel like they'll def- they'll definitely. Hit they've me. called and they've emailed as well. Just yeah. trust us on that. Okay. You're Give not putting anyone's life in, in danger. Give her a yes. deadline and be in and wash your hands of this woman and her she, mail. Ugh, so annoying. And also, honestly, open up her packages. Oh, that yeah. stuff is yours. If you send you send out this decree, and if she doesn't honor it, you give her a couple of months, and then all that stuff is yours, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Probably cat toys, though. Let's yeah. be honest. Probably <laughs> be gift. Yeah. Or Probably maybe- chew, chewy.com slash urgent. My friend um, gets makeup from the person who used to live in the building. They haven't gotten anything rerouted, and they send makeup. Oh. She plays with it. <laughs> nice. So hot. That's fun. Yeah, we love to hear that. But you are totally in the clear, and I have a feeling you knew that. I have a feeling you knew that. You're an adult. You knew that. And you you came here to us on your knees asking for permission, and we are saying, go for it. Go off. Yes. Go off, USGS, return to send her. Absolute slay. Should we play our final voicemail, Joel? I think we should. You know what? I thought I thought we'd never get here and here we are. And it has been such a winding road. And yet I'm I'm sad. I'm sad that it's about to be over. Really? This is even the most I've had. Basically trashed every single second of our time together. <laughs> <laughs> um and in that and by that so sort of um you know I um so and and we've lost Chelsea, Joel. Play Thank that you call. so much for <laughs> listening to another episode. <laughs> no, up until that point, I was having the most fun I've ever had recording an episode with you remotely. <laughs> I gotta say. Really? Yeah. I gotta great. say. I yeah, love that. It's been fun. We're in a good um, groove. Yeah, we are in a good groove. So let's not spoil that. Um, except for when I malfunctioned. Except when I got water poured on me just a couple minutes ago. Um, <laughs> 
I can't wait for us to tank so hard for this one. Um, yeah. So, Chelsea, please, before we get off this absolute tear that we are on, play the call. Hi, you two. Um, I've been meaning to call for forever, for like a year. Um, but I'm calling because my therapy session got cut short and I'm not done talking. So I had a best friend for like 12 years through all of school. He is a gay man and he stopped talking to me out of nowhere. Um, I have no idea why we didn't get in the fight. He has not answered any of my texts. He got married and I had no idea. Um, and all my friends are really sick of me talking about this and no one knows why he's not talking to me. So I, should I stop? <laughs> like, should I stop trying? Or I don't understand what's going on. Um, yeah, help me, please. My therapist stopped talking to me after 20 minutes, so that was fun. Okay, I love you guys. Bye. Okay, so what we have here is a classic Will and Grace situation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Will and Grace the squeakle? <laughs> no, Chelsea is putting, Chelsea's so putting her foot down. She does not often get involved, but she's putting her foot down. She says no <laughs> dice on that one, and I agree. Um, <laughs> and with that, we have to change course, and we have to find a different naming scheme for this one. Um, <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> um, so this woman was deserted, deserted, deserted. Um <laughs> Um, um, okay, she didn't say that she's bi, but <laughs> just hurted Byland. <laughs> Wait, what is that even a play a deserted on? Island. Oh, deserted Byland. Got it. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> she did not say she was bi. <laughs> she didn't say she was bi. I mean, we we have a fifty fifty shot at her being bi. I would we say. have. I would say we have a ninety ten <laughs> shot of her being bi based on how many calls we get. And she, you know, maybe we're unlocking something for her right now by calling her Disherted Byland. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it. Okay. Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. We're calling her Disherted Byland. Um, and she is one unto herself. And well, sir, first of all, I sort of want to explore what's going on with your therapist and why he stopped talking to you after 20 minutes. Yeah. It seems to be a, a sort of a pattern in your life of people stop talking to you. I'm um, going ne- to need a follow up on that. Yeah. <laughs> And I would say, um, first and foremost, get a new therapist. Yeah, unless there was like a horrible emergency, in which case you're allowed to keep seeing this therapist. But yeah. that's so weird. Yeah, it is um, a little strange. Um, but as to the issue at hand. Um, so as I've said to many listeners in the past, um, gay men are subhuman. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, because <laughs> and that is the official stance of the Urgent Care podcast. Um, no, no, there are two people posting. You cannot just say that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but I would say that like this one is terrible. Um, and the thing this is, is one. This one is bad. Bad news bears. And I don't like it. Um, And we're a fickle thing. I mean, I've never 
um, like completely ghosted a close friend of 12 years like this. But rest assured, like whatever his reason is, it is about him and not you. You're um, it's probably something stupid. Um, if there was no like deliberate fight, what I want you to ask yourself is why is why you want to know. And I know that sounds like a stupid question deserted violent um because it's like you're hurt obviously you want to know the mystery of it the mystery is is crazy it's like lost um but i would say that like i would really like are you nervous that you did something wrong because in if you're not then i think what you need to do is do a ceremony and write him a letter and then burn it and then burn all of your memories with him and and what because what you're looking for is closure and you yes. need something to sort of mark the closure of this relationship because it's done it's dead as a doornail babe yeah i mean no matter what you're not going to get an answer that feels good um no matter what the reason is like it, if you've had this much time and none of your friends know the reason is going to be stupid if there even is one. So because if you like, you've spent all this time racking your brain about it. I mean, whatever it is, this person is giving you a very clear message. However evil it is that they do not want you in their life. And you need to unfortunately receive and accept that. And also I know at some point you will realize that it will make your life better to not, that's okay. At some point it will make you, it will, you will realize that it is good for your life to leave this alone. And yeah. like, I love the idea of doing some kind of ceremony about it just to feel, because this person is not going to give you satisfying closure. You're no. never going to get an answer from this person. That's like, Oh, that makes total sense. And I can, I'm actually okay with this now. Yeah. <laughs> That will that will certainly never happen, and it will not. I don't think it will. I think you need to let go of the 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 idea that it will satiate you in any way. Um, I think it's like you're just not going to be able need, to make it better after no, that. Yeah. Um, but I gotta say, gay guys go through like weird phases in their lives, and like he might be going through just like some weird, like scorched earth second adolescence, and he really felt like he needed to start anew. But I have to say, getting married. And not telling you like that, like that is the biggest fuck you. That would, um, I mean, that is like so deliberately hurtful that you should not waste more of your life on this person, yeah. which is like much easier said than done. But like the sooner you can really do the work and I mean, I'm sorry if like, it, it's good that you're in therapy because I, I understand why like. Your friends are probably tired of hearing about it. Like, there's nothing they can do either. But I understand how hard that would be as well um, to not have a satisfying resolution to a very important relationship. Yeah. But you're never going to get it. So, or maybe you will, but it's, I just don't think so. Like, I don't think there's anything this, like, what could this person possibly do that would make you feel okay about being excluded from a major life event like that? Nothing. Yeah. So do the ceremony, as I've said before. I think the ceremony... And then, and really tell yourself this is it because I think you just need, you need a door closer. That's what mm -hmm. you need. And you need something to really mark that. And I think like invite all your friends socially distanced in a backyard and burn some of his shit. And be um, like, I promise that we're not going to have to talk about this anymore if you do this big, horrible yeah. burning <laughs> ritual with me. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll all and it can be tongue in cheek and can be sort of like yeah this is a joke funny ha ha i know it's a, sort of a bit that i can't get over this but it is for real and i promise i'll stop 
And I think your friends will get behind you on that. Make it a night. Make it yeah, fun. Make it a fun night. Make it a wine night with the gals. And maybe <laughs> get a little bi-curious if you're not already. <laughs> Our agenda. <laughs> the bi agenda. <laughs> Everyone will be bi by the time we're done. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, okay. Well, we really rounded it out with some fabulous advice, I would say. Um, Mitra just gummed up right now. Sorry. Did you hear me swallow that last one? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The whole fucking world could hear you. Every one of our (laughs) listeners, this new mic that Earwolf have given you is really powerful. I did get Um, a really, really awesome mic stand, everyone. So that's really, that's really what's up with me at the top of the episode. I should have said. I have a mic stand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's it for us this week. Um, as always, if you have questions, concerns, follow-ups, second opinions, please give us a call at 323-334-0371. Or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Yeah. With an assist from Joel, she slam dunks it into the hole. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Slam dunks it into the hole. Slam dunks it into the hole. <laughs> <laughs> and that basketball parlance. That's the parlance of basketball, everyone. Um, I don't know <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I stopped sharing my audio and I played a, a sound effect, but it didn't work. What was oh, it? No. It was <laughs> not what just I thought des- it would be. Just describe it. Uh, it was like some rock song that I can't identify off the top of my head. But it was subject subjected, yeah. So I thought it'd be like, yeah. But <laughs> wait, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love that. We love that. That's perfect. <laughs> In fact, can like we're gonna so goodbye. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, um, July. Thank you, everyone at Earwolf. Thank you, Mitra. Thank, thank you, Joel. Joel. <laughs> um, but can the last thing the listeners hear be that? Be yeah. And that's it. <laughs>